0: Good morning everyone, this is Jeffy Kennedy, here with my first cup of coffee. Mm. I'm inside again today because it's a rainy morning, at least it's rain, not snow, and today is Tuesday, March 19th, and this year sure is, seems to be speeding along, <laughs> Although I complained that January took forever, didn't I? It shows you what I know. It's all subjective, right? All subjective. I uh, had dinner last night with my friend Megan Mulry, who was always delightful. I was was actually really happy that we had planned to have uh, drinks and dinner last night. We met at Rio Chama, which was... Uh, delicious as always except that they've decided it's a great idea to put framed political cartoons on the walls (laughs) um the bar rio chama is right next to the roundhouse which is the new mexico state capital which is located here in santa fe it's one of the few state capitals without a dome i think one of two us in north dakota i think uh but the it's it's a round building, so it's called the Roundhouse. And the Rio Chama Bar is frequented by the legislators. So apparently, they thought framing political cartoons was a great idea. Although we had one next to our booth that was uh, anti-Clinton's. So, <laughs> and even Megan, who is far more conservative than I, commented on it. I was like, "Yeah, I'm, that's not something I want to be looking at." I'm found it to be an odd choice. But we had a lovely evening. It was good because, as you guys know, I was a little emotional yesterday morning, and she was incredibly supportive, and she's all excited about me getting this possible job. Uh, Megan has been through her own trials and tribulations, so she understands that you do what you have to do, right? She also was reading through my cover letter that I submitted and was saying, oh, they'd be so lucky to have you. so that's one of the many reasons that I love Megan, and also because she treated me (laughs) because she clearly felt sorry for me for not having any money. (laughs) But she also laughed at me because I was wearing uh, my new hot pink crop pants and high-heeled, black strappy sandals that my mom bought me last weekend. See, everybody's buying me things. It's a good thing I have people who love me. And uh, she <laughs> was like, why are you wearing this in the middle of winter? And I said, because it's spring, damn it. <laughs> and this would be, uh illustrates our differences quite profoundly right there because Megan lived for most of her life in, well, not most of her life, but she uh, grew up and lived in Florida for a lo- very long time. And her family's down in West Palm Beach area. She's lived in Europe and in New York and so forth. But her before she moved to Santa Fe, she was in Florida. So uh, she complains far more bitterly than I do. So I thought that was funny. The middle of winter. But, um, yeah, we had a, a great time. We great conversation. She's always fun to talk to and she was filling me in on exciting things that are going on in her life. Um, Looking forward to maybe going to a housewarming party for her soon. I won't say more. We don't want to jinx it but I just want to say I'm already picking out my housewarming gift and know exactly what I'm going to give her. So it's a yeah, really an exciting thing and we had a great time and boosted my spirits considerably. Thank you all for the lovely comments, too. That also helps a great deal. Uh, I very much laughed at Camille, who commented that when we met, and I'm sorry, Camille, but I don't remember uh, exactly when we met. If I had context, I might, but I'm really terrible about that way, about that. Um, But she said that when we met, I offered her pitching advice, listened to her pitch, offered her tweaks for it, suggested agents to pitch to. So she said I was incredibly lax at guarding the SFF gate, (laughs) which really did make me laugh. So thank you. It is a silly thing. Um. Someone else commented, Evergreen, I think, commented that um, that she didn't understand even why someone else would be upset about me uh, guarding science fiction and fantasy, why they think I was territorial about it, since I don't really write science fiction and fantasy, since what I write is more romance. You know, and I think that these lines are really not clear-cut to everybody. It's always very difficult to determine... Um, what people write, you know, and within the romance realm, people who write primarily romance or are affiliated with romance, it's more of an affiliation thing. Um, I am in the science fiction and fantasy uh, quadrant or what have you, it would not be a fourth, but segment, I guess I'd have to say, right? Does segment mean seven? That's a interesting question, isn't it? But let's say. Partition, <laughs> group, whatever. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm utterly distracted by words as usual. So anyway, I, I am in that group, but it is interesting how the science fiction and fantasy purists uh, tend to think that I don't write fantasy at all, which I think is funny because I obviously write fantasy. I had a conversation with agent Sarah the other day because we've been redoing my website and now it's not live yet. I don't know if they'd said first week of March. I think I'm cursed. I'm simply cursed, Uh, but she keeps asking questions. So hopefully it'll go live soon. Lonan's rain will go live tomorrow regardless. So, you know, if you did your pre-order on one of the retailers, just do that. You can hold off if you want, but, um, Certainly don't do it for me because I know a lot of you are waiting to find out what happens. So, um, anyway, my website designer was firing me questions over the weekend and I uh, wanted to answer as quickly as possible to keep her on task, right? And one of the things she wanted to know was genre for the books, you know, and she was saying that she need. you know, we have keywords for them, but she wanted for, like, each series what genre they are, which, you know, I feel like, you know, I, I always want to reply in the snarky voice, you know, like, you and everybody else in the world, <laughs> you know, i I kind of feel like since I started writing fiction, people have been asking me, well, what genre is this, anyway? And I know I give workshops, you know, like on writing cross-genre and succeeding anyway, which, you know... Define your level of success. No, that's not fair. I think I've, I've been very successful. Just because I'm not raking in the amount of money I would like to um, does not mean I haven't been successful. I think I have been. And I'm grateful for the success that I've had. Um, but that is always the question, right? What genre is this anyway? And I have been calling my books fantasy romance For a very long time, because when the Covenant of Thorns trilogy came out, Karina called it fantasy romance. And that was one of the first times I'd heard the genre defined. And I was like, oh, that's what I write. Okay. Now, when Kensington came out with Twelve Kingdoms, I have the framed covers across the room here. Um, and I'm almost positive they just called it plain fantasy. I think that's right. Although everybody knew it was fantasy romance, and I just kept calling it fantasy romance. Well, St. Martin's with the Orchid Throne, they're calling it romantic fantasy. And so I was thinking, well, geez, if, you know, we're redoing the website and Forgotten Empires trilogy, the Orchid Throne is going to be the, um, really the next big focus, right, then maybe I should call all of that stuff, put it all under romantic fantasy. So I texted Sarah and said, can you consult? And she's so great because I said I have a time-sensitive thing. And she said, just call me. So I called her, and uh she said that she thought I should call it all fantasy with romantic elements because she said, well, you write... Primarily fantasy first, but then with the romance in it. And I said, that coincides with what I think. So there we are. Fantasy with romantic elements. Although when people ask me about stuff, I'll usually say that romantic elements, excuse me, will cover that you don't have to have um, like a happy ever after and it doesn't have to follow a completely standard romance plot arc. But whatever, whatever. A couple other things I mentioned. mentioned. Oh, yeah, somebody else commented. I think it was Library Addict asked me, reminded me that I'm not supposed to exceed 3K per day. Thank you for reminding me. And I haven't been. I've been being good. Um, Yesterday was a slow day. Um, So far, I have not hit 15,000 words a week this year. I've come closest at 14 something. Um, I'm not sure why. But I'm just letting it flow. So I am being good. That's not a concern. Um, If I do get this full time job I will probably scale back to 1 or 2 thousand words a day. We'll see. Maybe I'll just I might just make it be right for two hours <clears throat> and I get what I get, that's probably going to be the healthiest thing for me to do. And I'll probably prioritize the, um, the forgotten empires books or any other contracted books. And then, because if I get a, uh, you know, cause Sorcerer's spoons will be done. And if I get fate of the Tala done by June, then all I'll have con, you know, those those will be tied up. And then I'll only have um, the third Forgotten Empires book contracted. So I can slow down the pace a little bit. And who knows? Maybe that would be good for me. So uh, something else I wanted to mention was that over the weekend we watched Can You Ever Forgive Me? Um, with Melissa McCarthy about the author Lee Ireland who... It, it was kind of timely who was totally out of money <laughs> far worse off than we are but was uh looking at getting thrown out of her apartment and um then her cat got sick and she needed to uh she needed money to take the cat to the vet and the vet she already had a bill there and the vet wouldn't even look at the cat unless she could come up with $82. And so she takes her, some of her used books to the bookstore and you know, they offer her like $2. <laughs> I'll tell you what you guys, it's, it's really that that sort of thing is just so hard to watch it. She's just like, Oh, I'm out of money. I'm, cat's going to die and all this. So she ends up, and this is not spoilery because it's a, uh, part of the premise of the movie and in the trailer and so forth. She has some letters. She tries to sell this one letter that she has uh, from another author. And it's not interesting enough. And something that the buyer says, you know, like, oh, if only it were slightly more personal, then it would be worth so much more. So, so Lee adds a postscript that's very funny and shows a glimpse of the author's personality. And, and she ends up making all this money selling these forged letters. And she turns out to be an uncanny mimic of these various authors' voices. It's probably why she was a good biographer too. But, um, you know, it's funny when they, she, she ended up writing a memoir of, of doing this and, The reviews call it a strangely unrepentant (laughs) memoir. And they captured that in the movie, too, that she um, does not feel bad that she did this. And she ends up, when she's caught, which I feel like is not spoilery also, uh, when she is caught, she... uh, I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought there. I started thinking about something else. She doesn't receive a very heavy sentence, and I was reading up that um, part of the reason she did not re- receive a very heavy sentence is because the entire world of celebrity memorabilia is kind of dodgy in the first place. And so she was kind of conning the con artists, and nobody took it all that seriously, which I find delightful, too. Uh, the other thing that's great about the movie is, and Meekin mentioned this last night too. You know, she said it's so, it's not easy to find a character that you just love who is also a thoroughly unlikable character. And I think that's so true. Meekin and I are shared that and that we both really do like the, uh, like to write the not terribly likable heroine. And uh, Melissa McCarthy does a great job. The movie did a great job of presenting her as, yeah, I mean, she's just a cranky old bitch. (laughs) You know, and it's kind of like her one redeeming value is that she loves this cat more than anything. But the cat's the only, you know, and she says, the cat's the only creature in the whole world that loves her. Um, and okay, so this is slightly spoilery if you don't want to hear any, don't want to hear it. I felt like there should have been a warning on the movie. Like, um, you know, Corrine always wants to put the beard shaving, uh, warning on books. I feel like there needs to be a cat death warning, um, because the cat dies. Not because of her inability to buy medication for it, however, but the cat does die. And of course I cried. And uh, <laughs> I, I know people think that that's like oversensitive, but I I wish that uh, they had warned me. I could have been braced for it at least. You know, I hate the, the scary movies, the horror movies where they like, that's sort of the first stage to terrorizing the people is having the cat get hung by the front door or something like that. And it's like, really, really, this is what you feel like, you know, this is okay to good place to start. We'll ramp up from here. And so, so it goes, but other than that bit, if you brace yourself for that bit, uh, I highly recommend the movie. I also started watching, uh, Colette, with Kira Knightley that was two nights ago and David got sleepy. So we stopped. And then last night I was out with Megan. So we'll, we'll finish it. It's a little bit slow, but it really has um, delightful sexuality and um, the, Oh, I can't think of who, what her name is, but there is a cross dressing Baron maybe uh, who is fantastic. And so I've read a, a lot of Colette, so it's fun to read that story. Uh, and I know that this is part of the story, but it's so aggravating the way her husband treats her that I wasn't enjoying it for that reason. But I know I need to get past that. It was the reality of things. Because she was writing and he was taking credit for her work, and it was it's presented as a, of course, you know, like, and and he gets mad at her if she in any way implies that he didn't write the book, <laughs> which he didn't. <laughs> so, you know, it's it's aggravating for those reasons. So we're celebrating our freedoms today. I'm trying to enjoy my time as a full-time writer while I have it and not uh, get overly bound up about what will or will that be. And... Yeah, today is another day, right? So I hope you all have a lovely Tuesday. Hope things are going great in your world. And I will talk to you again soon. Bye-bye.